Welcome to the Tune Shed, the workshop for everything music. I'm your host, Make Blurry. I'm here with my dear childhood friend and professional musician, Marty Gray, and special guest, round two or maybe three, Eli Engelbert. What's up, fellas? Yo. Oh, we out here making the music happen, you know? Yeah, we're just, I mean, today, it's just going to be very loose, very freeform conversation. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to bring Eli here because Eli is a creative dude. And I feel like Eli is like pretty uncommonly good at not getting stuck. Hmm. Escape artist of sorts. So I think today, yeah, yeah. He's like, he's good at, at wriggling out of the um, inspirational chains. Of course. He's like a Houdini. Hmm. <laughs> That's a very helpful But skill. I've never seen Eli sort of like hit a block. I mean, they happen, but I try and do my best to get out of I have strategies to yep. avoid the blocks. I think everyone goes into blocks once in a while, but I got some, some moves Ooh. that I'm going to share with you. I love it. That might help you, might not help you, you know, whatever works. Well, for good. me, yeah, I get hit in the blocks all the time, and I frequently stop creating. I have, I have more blocks than a Lego set. <laughs> So well, yeah. yeah. Let's let's just talk about some of the, like the the ways that, I mean, the creative ways that you can sort of get yourself out the rut. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds great. Well, cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, so the just a way that I've sort of been like overcoming stuff is with new plugins, which isn't necessarily the most like healthy for my wallet, <laughs> <laughs> but like it can be so fun to. Just like learn about a new plugin, download it, and just start playing mm. with it, and you'd be you like you'll be surprised. Yeah. That's funny because like, you you suggested in a couple episodes ago like uh, the whole contact situation and how that works. So I was like, okay, I'll check it out. I got all the free stuff. I also got you know the BBC Orchestra, and if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and find it because there's a lot of cool little free plugin tips from Marty, and all of a sudden. I don't know, just having a ton of fun with those things. It's like a great fun generator. That's That's been my experience. It is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, new plugins can be so fun and really inspiring and like totally, like if you're stuck in, in, uh, in the writing process in a song, it can be mind-blowing how just one plugin and one like little new toy, one new tool mm-hmm. can sort of like just re-inspire, <laughs> reignite totally. that fire, you know? Yeah, totally. Like, for example, here, here's a quick plug-in shout-out. Oh, We've <laughs> been... Okay, so Eli and I are working on this project. We recently discovered this insane plug-in company called Freak Show Industries. Okay. Sounds, sounds They good. make these plugins that are designed to, like, absolutely destroy your your track. <laughs> like, that's that's it. That's, that's, that's exactly what it is. They sound violent. They're, um... <laughs> God, how do I explain what? this? Like... They're all sort of like analog horror inspired, <laughs> um, and they have all of the, like the UI looks they look like, like viruses. yeah they they look <laughs> like it looks like a Russian hacker virus what? sort of situation. <laughs> oh my god! Like one plugin is this sort of tape sim, but it like warbles your your signal beyond recognition, and like has all these levers that you have no idea what any of it does. Nothing's public. labeled. Yeah. yeah, it's like. It's insane, and it's such a fun creative tool. And once you sort of like learn how it's used, your brain explodes with possibilities. Mm. 
Exactly. You know, I highly recommend them. They're all free, sort of, um, <laughs> because I think the creators are anarchists, but they all like beg you for money on their website. It's crazy. That, <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. Oh my God. I have to say that some, sometimes I feel like I'm using that type of plugin, even with normal plugins, because I don't know what anything does, but it must be kind of freeing to like, there's actually no hope. Even if you used all your brain power, you couldn't figure out what any of these knobs do. <laughs> Oh, of course. Yeah, it's just like you're just playing. You're just like, oh, what does this do? Oh, my God. What the heck? Instead of controlling these plugins, these plugins, they control you. <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. That sounds so fun. That's I love fun. that. Yeah, go check out Freak Show Industries. That's like the, my new little. So is that what you, like, so you're making something, you get stuck, and then you're just like, I'm just going to let go of trying to progress this piece to the next stage and instead just download a plugin and start messing around yeah sometimes it's that easy or like i have a whole list on my phone of like plugins that i've heard about or mm -hmm. seen and have been like oh i kind of want to try it or there are some free plugins that i've downloaded forever ago that i have just forgotten about like oh i never actually used mm. that you know so it's it's fun to sort of like keep a running tab on your your bank yeah it's probably a nice thing too to like build your tool belt of plugins so like if you've played with one for a couple weeks in a row or something you know it well enough that two years later you say oh i want that sound and like it doesn't take any time at all you can just pull up that plugin and get that sound which for somebody who doesn't use you know a lot of plugins that often it's really frustrating for me when i want a particular sound and i'm just like searching everything for it and trying to recreate it and that's really hard and annoying definitely yeah, and I think sometimes the flip side of it is patterns and habits like that can cause ruts. Exactly. You know what I mean? Mm. Like using the same thing over and over again and like being very predictable and being like, oh, I know how to get that sound. It's this plugin that I know. Oh, yeah. Like that can literally be the source of your lack of inspiration sometimes. That mm -hmm. is a great point. Also, I've noticed most ruts typically stem from like mental blocks, right? Because I mean, most of us have the creative knowledge to make like cool music. But sometimes you get put in this box where it's like, I just don't know what I want to make. And um, I remember some advice I got from Jim Peter, who wrote I, the Tiger, and a lot of those top songs in the 80s. He was working with Sammy Hagar, and they were both in the collaborative session, and none of them were making anything good. And at a certain point, they both were talking to each other, and they were just like, let's not be afraid to suck. And then once they said that, they just kind of let loose and then made the song Heavy Metal, which was very popular. Huh. But a lot of it, too, is just like, don't be scared to like experiment. Don't be afraid to make something that might not be good. Just like, just hop in there for a couple hours, just be dumb, have fun, and then to see what you come up be with. Be dumb, have fun. You know, it's like, it's not often in life that that's good advice, you know? <laughs> that's right, kind of no. sweet. It's like very freeing. <laughs> I definitely have that block too. Like when I make something and I, I'm just playing with an idea and I quickly shut it down and don't let it just grow into something. And I've experienced the other side right, too, right. where you just are like, okay, that's bad, but whatever, moving on. And then eventually you're like, actually it has the potential, you know, I can do this or that to it. And then it's right where I want it to be. So yeah, that's a hard thing to master. Exactly. Something that um, I like doing too, that it sometimes sounds like silly, whatever, but um, <laughs> when I'm making a song and it's just me making it, it's kind of like helpful to like talk to yourself while you're making it. It's like, is what I make, does it sound cool what I'm doing right now? Like, why doesn't this sound cool? And sometimes just like asking yourself questions while you're producing, like, like talking to like your inner self, like you can come up with like cool solutions hmm. right there. I like that a lot, actually. I yeah. just watching producers on the internet was a hobby of mine over the pandemic. Um, and yeah. a lot of times it's not, 
oh yeah, I just added this effect here, added this effect there. It's like, oh, I felt this was not where I wanted it because of this. Like I wanted it to be more spacey because the song has this vibe. So I did it for this reason. Like everything kind of had a reason. And it's like, wait a minute. Like there's so many decisions basing it at all. in like some sort of arbitrary reason is a great way to like make it through the songwriting process. That's for real. Something that's helpful for me too, because um, I notice a lot, most of the things I get blocked on are usually melodic or chord related decisions. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I'll have a vibe I want to write, but I can't get the vibe I want melodically. So I notice it's a lot easier to get the vibe kind of started with percussive layers. Like I have a field recorder where I get a bunch of samples and I find that I'm able to kind of set the mood with, with, with uh, textures and like percussive stuff more often than melodic <clears> layers. <throat> and then once I'm able to set the vibe with percussion, I feel like it's much easier to come up with melodic stuff or bass layers to kind of accompany that. But I mean, everyone's process is different. It might be the opposite for some people. That's cool. That's yeah. I like that. I like starting at different points, just like the last episode that we recorded, uh, the major palette, you know, start like the idea there is like, if you do start with chords, you could play around with these sort of relationships and go that way, or you could use it down the line too. But it's just interesting to start with percussion or chords or melody or, you know, all the different aspects. Yeah, or just like a theoretical idea. Even It doesn't even have to be like a musical element. It can just be like setting up a completely random set of boundaries for yourself can be a really fun exercise. Mm-hmm. Like, so for example, um, my second album that I ever made, I made in 20, like 18 and mm-hmm. 19. And it was a very creative time for me and I wasn't really used to not being focused and like, excited about producing something but for whatever reason maybe like life circumstances there was just one day where like nothing felt good to make Hmm. um and so i was like you know what i'm gonna do just i'm not gonna make a song i'm just gonna like record a bunch of samples of me like singing random stuff into the mic Mm -hmm. and then i'm just gonna chop it all up and like craft something random out of all my vocal chops and that ended up sending me in like a a complete spiral um and i ended up like having so much fun with it that like 6 hours later there was a song done what you know but i ended up playing with a bunch of these vocal chops and mm-hmm. like running them through auto tune and a, a bunch of formant shifters and i think i ended up using one drum set pack but the rest of it is vocal chops wow that's cool so the song ended up being called digits but like i'll just play the the beginning of it and sort of just like fade it out a little bit but um yeah so here's here's like you can imagine me like starting the track with just this one random sample. Just 
Yeah, the song sort of just like meanders its way the whole time that way. <laughs> that is so cool. Undeniably a ridiculously creative piece. It's so sweet. And I also I love the story too, because like I don't know, it just goes to show like creativity can happen spontaneously. Yeah, you can just be walking around and then have a creative moment. But maybe even more importantly, creativity is made by playing and just by showing up. And that's why I always go back to like one of our first episodes is about friction in your music making process and how important it is to remove all the little steps it takes to start doing stuff and making music in any way. Uh, because once you start interacting, creativity just like comes. And it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's literally screw it mode. It's just throwing your hands up and being like, ah, sort of what you were Eli, illustrating earlier. It's like, you got to be afraid not to suck. You just got to throw your hands up and be like, you know what? Whatever. I'm just going to do this dumb idea and see yeah. what happens. There's something I like about the song you just showed too. Cause um, I like how you use just like a base set of tools to create it. Cause something that can be scary, especially with modern music production is that you are literally limitless to create whatever you want. And that can be very intimidating. And I feel like if you give yourself like a basic set of tools to start off a song, be like, okay, these are like four instruments, make something that can be way more inspiring than having an infinite amount of sounds where you don't even know where to begin. So mm -hmm. like, I feel like starting off, it's helpful to have like base sets of tools to write your song. And then afterwards, then you, once you have like something done, then you can evolve from it production wise. But yeah, yeah. I love the idea that keeps coming up all across our podcast and just there too. The idea of limiting yourself it feels like the opposite of creativity, but it really lets creativity thrive because I don't know. I learned it from a poetry teacher in a liberal arts college. You can't just go write a poem. Yeah. Like someone says that and you're going to come back with probably nothing good. But if you actually give yourself some sort of structure, some sort of limitation, Hey, you can't do this. You can't do this. It needs to be about this. It needs to be a bad love poem. That's a great prompt. Uh, you actually come up with some amazing yeah, stuff. Yeah. It's crazy. It's so true. Yeah. And it's all about feeling like there's a difference between being like, okay, I'm going to go in and challenge myself to make a song without using anything but vocal chopping. And I'm going to stick to that. There's a difference between that and then getting halfway through the process and saying, you know, what would be really cool is just like a big kick and snare sample. like Boom, gah! And I think if you're not open to that idea, it's destructive to be like, no, no, no. I set rules for myself. Mm. These are my boundaries. I have to stick to them, you know? Make rules, break rules. Like, Yeah, that's right. You can break your own rules. It's fine. <laughs> and that's, I mean, for something <laughs> like me personally, I'm a very logical person. I grew up in a logical family where it's like, you know, that's just the frame of thinking. Like, you know, we do things in efficient ways and it's really, really fun to break that. But sometimes I don't think about it. And I say things like I just said, like stick to the prompt, but I love the idea of breaking the prompt too. And Having just like trusting yourself as a creative in a way where you can say, you know what, I am going to break the prompt now because it's going to be great when I do. And Marty, can we please hear the kick and snare in the song? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you can sort of hear where I was like, oh, I kind of just want it to to be in there. So away from getting bigger. Yeah, let me see. If, <laughs> let me see if I can. Um... No, not there. I just. 
Yeah, there's that spot. Epic. So epic. It's so fun. It's actually a really nice twist because the all those like kick and sort of Tommy feelings have one feeling, then the snare is just its own beast. Yeah, I have no idea why I decided to make the snare that verby. It's great. <laughs> but I think it I think yeah, it's Yeah, it's fun. got a ton of character. Yeah. F- yeah, go listen to that full track. Um it's called Digits. I got it up on Spotify right now. That's that's me. Oh man. Yeah, and just know that um that was a screw it mode song. That was never supposed to be like a song released ever. It was just supposed to be like a fun like oh whatever. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But that it's you know, things things happen. Things happen. That also brings it to something because like I love that mindset of creating music for yourself and not for other people. Because I feel like when you whenever you make a song and you're like, Well, other people like this, that's what gets you in a rut because then you're constantly overthinking your decisions. But if you're just like chilling, it's like, okay, I'm making this song and no one else is going to hear it. You end up making something really cool. And then usually people end up liking that song more, to be honest, because it's more more original sounding. It's got your sound on it. But yeah, yeah, yeah that's that that's a really good point. It's kind of a thing about life, actually. If The more you can actually be yourself, the more people tend to enjoy you as a person. You know, and you try, of course, it's cliche, but you, know, you, you try to be something you're not. It doesn't just, it just doesn't flow and work and you know, people don't get it in the same way that they can know and come to love you as a person when you are yourself. And same with music, I feel like. If you can really do your own thing, oh, yeah. people come to really love it. Well, I feel like music, it like whether it's lyrics or production, it reflects your emotions. And if you're writing something and it's sound, if you, like, if you feel insecure while writing it, your music's going to sound insecure. So, like, you just got to dive in and hope for the best <laughs> i've felt that before i'll just <laughs> speaking from experience and I, I can think of pop music off the top of my head where i can even think of artists yeah. where I, can, I feel like i can almost tell when they're writing something that they don't feel hmm. yeah like i can tell the difference like across projects i don't want to it feels bad to call anyone out for yeah that, no, but... totally i've noticed this more like <laughs> debut albums usually have the most like authentic sound and then once they're like signed or have a following they feel like they're restricted to what their fans like or what the label's pushing yeah that's so a, that's a pretty of, common thing it becomes more of like a product rather than like the art you know what i'm saying but i mean i noticed that, like last episode you were mentioning like tower the creator i feel like he's someone who's really good at like stepping away from that where it's like each album he pumps out sounds completely different than the last yeah. one yeah and it usually sounds bizarre. Like it, it might not be for everyone, but that's not that's not what it's about. No fear, but yeah, it it makes a crazy obsession with Tyler the Creator too. At least on my end, because it's so fun. What comes yeah. next? And same. I don't get it at first when a new album comes out, but then I spend time with it because I I know I like respect what he's made before, and I know I've liked it. So I'm like, there's something in here. It's I'm gonna start figuring out what he's going after, and then I'm gonna love it. And that usually happens, and that is rewarding in itself. Yeah, it seems exactly. like it seems like one of the themes that we're getting at is like a lot of what ruts stem from is just the mindset. Literally. Cuz I feel like the people we admire have this mindset of like you know, I don't want to be uh, you know, catering to my label or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that's just another version of like <laughs> I don't want to make music that placates other people. I want to make music that's my music. Hmm. That's juicy. This is juicy stuff. Yeah, it's interesting. 
or I got another thing that stems off of that. Sometimes to get out of a rut, think of like, imagine you're a different artist and imagine you're writing a song from their mindset. So like you just imagine you're Tyler, the creator and be like, what would he be doing right now in this production? Like, what would he be thinking about? What would be his next move? That kind of Ooh, stuff. That's a fun it can one. Be fun to just like switch up. I personally don't use that one that much, but it can be fun just to kind of like think of music from a different perspective and uh, just see where it takes you. Yeah. Yeah, not necessarily like stealing an idea from another artist, right, but right. like letting another artist's creativity like light that fire. Yeah, exactly. Or be like, what would, what would like, I don't know, like sometimes I'll listen to stuff that I really like and be like, what's the Marty Gray version of that? Literally. Or be like, how would I like use that technique hmm. or that thing in my music? You know what I mean? Like that, that can be really That's fun too. I love that. I actually was doing something on a beat that we might talk about in a future episode, but I was sitting down and I just, I really wanted to emulate, um, and it was just a total exercise, but Calvin Harris's Funk Wave Bounce, super poppy albums. There's two of them now. And there's just a few themes I've heard throughout. Like, you know, a lot of songs have a string intro and then the strings sort of become a poppy background layer or the snare drum is highlighted with sort of just a little beepy sound and it's kind of just pulsing through like really small you know, musical things. And I was like, I just want to try a big set of those. And so I wrote this beat. It's totally a Blake flavor beat, but then it has all these Calvin Harris inspired elements to it. And it was really fun just trying them out and seeing how they work and don't work. And, you know, just coming across all the things. And that was sort of my inspiration out of a rep was just like kind of copying really. It's like going after thematic ideas, but in my own style. Well, it's, it's totally a thing that like really famous, successful artists do as well. Like, if you pay attention, if you're a big fan of Tame Impala, then you know that Tame Impala came up through, like, the psychedelic rock scene, mm. you know? And the one album, the purple one, of the the wave. Current? Is it current? Yeah, the one that's, like, poppy. Yeah, yeah. He, um, he sort of came out after that album and was like, I just kind of let pop music inspire me. Like, I was listening to a ton of, like, Dua Lipa, like, Justin, um, like Justin Bieber and stuff. Mm. And he's like... You know, so like that album is Tame Impala flavored pop music. Hmm. Yeah. You know, that's really what it is. And like, it's great and it's amazing. And it's not, at, you know, you can't argue that it's selling out because it's totally him. Yeah. And he's sort of like morphed even further into like the weird stuff and away from psychedelic rock since then. But, you know, that, that like pop journey that he went on totally informed what he's doing now. That's, you know. I love that. I, I'm having a pop renaissance myself because I shunned pop my whole like musical childhood. I was just like, I'm too cool for pop. Like I listened to like alternative, <laughs> whatever. And then just at some point in college, I was like, what? This stuff is amazing. It's all stuck in my head. There's massive teams of people behind it sometimes. Sometimes there's not. It's just individual superstars. How is it made? And I like went crazy and I listened to so much Dua Lipa now and like all the guilty pleasures. And yeah, I, I love a pop renaissance. <laughs> yeah, man. It can be a yeah. fun study. Yeah. Um, hey, another thing I kind of want to like force upon our listeners <laughs> yeah. is a good way to get stuck out of a rut is to just like stand up from the DAW mm. and like do something else musical. Ooh. That can also be a oh, huge yeah. thing because it's like, being in the DAW isn't very, it, it can be sort of like physically draining almost, mm-hmm. like sitting down in a chair and clicking. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be sort of draining on like the 
the eyes, <laughs> you know, the eyes and the brain. So like, I mean, I'm lucky enough to have a full studio where I can stand up and like grab stuff. But even if you don't have a ton of stuff to grab, going and grabbing something random and jamming along with your song or going outside and collecting new sounds with a field recorder, like Eli said, or even like going on the internet and seeing what sort of like goofy sounds that you can find are so fun. Like for example, I think we were working on the same project together and we were sort of talking about this like really wacky, like AI based, um, like medical project called pink trombone. And it's, it's basic. So pink trombone is a website. Go, go type in pink trombone right now. For those of you listening, you'll be surprised. It's a website (laughs) that tries to emulate how the human voice works. And so it's this like you can control all of the like levers. You can like control the tongue position and like the soft palate. Yeah. And like the mouth wide and like the pitch. And you can sort of like drag your mouse around and make the guy go like. (laughs) And so we were just like, wait, why don't we go and we like just record what comes out of the speaker and sample it. (laughs) <laughs> and so we so like use some of those samples and one of the things that we're working on. I love that. But like that's an example of like going outside of the DAW and like outside of the box and like going exploring. Yeah. For, I like for, that so much. I work from home, so I stare at a computer all day. And then the last thing I want to do is stare at a computer more and make music sometimes. So I like need to start sometimes just away from the computer. Um, or frequently need to take breaks because it's just too much, you know? But I've not, like, got out in the field and taken samples very much. I really want to try that. Yeah, honestly, I think that's the most fun because whenever I'm in a rut, too, I actually like to do something that's completely non-musical. I feel like collecting sounds isn't that musical because it's just collecting stuff that sounds cool. It's not, like, that musically draining. So it's more, like, it's a good way to just, like, clear your mind. You can get samples, walk outside, whatever. Mm. And then once you drag those back into your DAW, you might just find a bunch of I don't know. There's a bunch of cool stuff to work with. There. Yeah. Like I said, percussion first. That's the best we get out of a rut, at least in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. You guys are pretty like percussion centric producer Definitely. too. I feel like that's where <laughs> the coolest parts of production come in. Mm-hmm. I sometimes like write lyrics, but I'm a very like lyrically driven producer. That's just like two sides of the same coin. You do. Like. Yeah. It's why I feel like lyrics come last for me. Mm. I mean, I, I, uh, for the longest time I was always a producer first. And I never wrote lyrics. So it's like, now it's like I produce stuff, and then the way I cope with lyrics is sometimes I'll just be like coming along, and I'll be like, "What like vowel shape sounds cool at the end of each phrase?" Or is there certain words that just sound catchier, and then try to like <laughs> write around those words. But that might not be for everybody. But <laughs> Marty, do you do lyrics first yeah. a lot of time, and then write a melody? A lot. I, I like write a bunch of poetry first, at least for this next project that I'm doing. Like, it's all sort of like very similar uh, lyric styles. So I think some of the songs I'm going to match those poems and like sort of expand upon them and write more lyrics. Mm-hmm. But some of them I think I'll just like produce and then write lyrics based on that like poetry style. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like it's sort of a very weird cyclical <laughs> process. But for this project, for sure, like lyrics sort of came first. I like that. I feel like that would that sounds really hard to me. I'm definitely not a lyrics first writer, but sometimes like doing something completely different is what's appealing to me. I don't know. I like being a beginner at things. It's very fun (laughs) because I feel like you just 
you get to learn so much and experience so much. I don't know. Percussion first sounds natural yeah. to me. Like I am a percussionist. Like I, I've actually been trying For to sure. make songs with simpler beats because like my instinct is like all this percussion shredding, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, that's, I mean, that's sick too. I mean, you can't deny that, but yeah. 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 And it can, it can sort of go hand in hand with like your sound, like whatever your sound is. It's probably a, it's probably a, like a, it, it comes from how you're inspired. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's yep, everyone. That's a thing. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, I hope that's, that's all we got. I hope this episode sort of gave some people some ideas and like how to reignite that fire. Yeah. And it's interesting. I was just thinking sort of like some of the things you said too. I feel like actually everything we talk about on this show is kind of like tools in the tune shed as we always joke, but really like they are things to just try when you're stuck. Like even the last episode we talked about just thinking about chords, that's, you could just start thinking about that and have that be your screw it mode. I'm screw it. I'm just going to play with chords for a while. <laughs> See what happens, <laughs> Yeah. you know, or yeah, or right. anything, but. Oh, I have one more thing that actually is very helpful. Set a timer for literally like, five to 10 minutes and then force yourself to come up with something that time. Sometimes just like putting your brain to like shockwave mode can like <laughs> bring you some weird inspiration. That's amazing. I love that. I've actually like, never heard of that before. Yeah. Cause then you're forced to not overthink. It's just like, okay, I have this. Now we just have to put something else in. It's like, <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. And sometimes you'll get some doo-doo like results, but it can be funny either way. Like it's worth a shot. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, I got an anecdote to go up. Oh, by the way, Marty, I was talking to my mom right before the show and she says, hi. Um, <laughs> oh, hi, Ursula. How's it going? But also, I wanted to bring that up because I feel like some of the best things I've ever written, I've written really fast. I've never thought of just forcing a timer on myself. It's always been some external circumstance. So my mom and I have this cute deal where she, she you know, likes painting but doesn't paint as much as she wants to. And I'm the same way with music. So our deal for each other is that if she makes a painting, I have to make a song for it. And if I make a song, she's got to make a painting for it, right? So one time she painted like this like that. little card and sent it to me and it was re- it was really cool. It was like this lily pad on water and I was like, okay, I gotta write a song. And I sat down and I was like, kind of in that shock mode. It's like I don't have much time. I'm busy. I need to just make this song. But I had an idea and I just went off and made the whole thing really fast. And I was like, this is one of the better things I've written at the end of the day. <laughs> and yeah, I like yeah, that. That's super, super good stuff. I'm gonna try the timer method too though because that's like like that's so convenient. You just turn it on and. <laughs> yeah i that's like that, that too exactly that's fun cool well any last thoughts i feel like we could go for days but <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right and i'm sure we'll have this kind of episode again just like th- th- through a slightly different premise because i feel like i'll find more ways of getting out of ruts too i feel like oh, it's yeah. Like, yeah yeah it's it's the mindset bro it's the mindset <laughs> <laughs> all right well cheers to everyone's mindset and much love see you next time Bye.